Hey, it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, a podcast where I call friends living around the country to talk hoops and life and anything else. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at line underscore pod. We're on Instagram at onthelinepod. You can send me your NBA questions, your real or fantasy life questions at onthelinepod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, if you could rate and review the show in iTunes, that would help me out a lot. My guest today is the incomparable Nate Williams. Nate has a production company called Lathian Pictures. He is an avid fantasy sports player, and he is a pickup basketball junkie. Let's give a call out in Los Angeles to my buddy, Nate Williams. Hello? Nate. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? What's going on? (laughs) Not a whole lot. (laughs) Where are you? Um, I am at home actually right now yeah. in my uh, home office, as I like to call it. And and that's your uh, Honda Civic, is what you're? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's my bed. It's my bed actually. So. <laughs> wonderful. The old, the old home, yeah. Wonderful, yeah, yeah, exactly. wonderful, the wonderful. The commute is really easy. So, am I? Li- is this live? Am I being recorded right now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're recording right now. Yeah, we're oh we're live, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me uh, let's like let's do it again. I can like think of some more bits. No, about... no, 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 no. There'll be tons of bits. Don't worry. This is perfect. Um, oh, perfect. Great, yeah. Great, so, great. Uh, uh, without further ado, Nate Williams, you're on the line. Nate, what's going on? You know, um, loving life. What can I say? Loving taking, life. A br- taking a break from my full time job as a fantasy basketball sure. analyst. Sure. To, yeah, to jump on with you. So wait, so did you say you're you're heading to New York uh, tomorrow? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to New York. Um, right. What time are you leaving? Uh, I think my flight's about noon, actually. Tomorrow. Um, and I. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, ha- I haven't checked the weather. I assume that there's going to be a huge snowstorm of some sort <laughs> rolling in right as you my know, flight. Gets so I. Yeah, I saw you the other week in L.A. I was out in L.A. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I came back. <clears throat> I came back on Sunday, and mm-hmm. I was just assuming that it was going to be like all blizzards all the time and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's actually been kind of mellow here. It's mo- like today. Oh. Today's like a regular old fifty degree overcast cloudy day, which Beautiful. like for New York terms, the last like few months is unbelievable. Like that's, right. that's a miracle. Right. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long? How much? Town? How much? How much of each podcast do you devote to the weather? Like when you talk to your <laughs> LA friends versus is this like is that a regular? Yeah. So that's segment? a regular segment. So usually we. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how much of the podcast uh, like I told you about, but it's ba- it's basically like a four hour podcast. So we spend the first hour or two just talking weather, just straight weather. weather. Right. Yeah, and then eventually <laughs> we come around, maybe talk a little basketball. So okay. Yeah. Great. How how great, long great. are you in town? Uh, how long are you in New York? New York for? Just uh, just for the weekend, basically, okay. just for three days. Um, yeah, I, ha- right. I have a shoot with uh, Simon Sinek, actually. Hey. I don't know if you don't know who that is. No. He's sort- no, all right, well, it won't be very impressive then. But he is like... Um, He's like a a thinker, I guess is the best way to describe him. He's okay. kind of one of these guys. Like he got kind of famous for this big rant he went on about millennials. Like he's a guy that does like TED talks and stuff about like go. where there society go. is smart going. Guy. Yeah, smart guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He had a big rant about how like why millennials will never be happy in any job they ever have. You know uh, that that kind of thing. Great, so, fun stuff. Yeah, fun yeah stuff. interesting dude. I'll ask him about some fantasy basketball and we'll report love it. back. 
Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So look, at the top of the show here, we don't we don't have a, a sponsor. And when I say we, I'm just referring to the royal we. Um, yes. But so we don't have a sponsor for the show, but I wanted to throw it to you first real quick. Is there maybe, is there a product that you'd like to plug something that you've been using a lot, like with some regularity, if it, I don't, you know, a soda, a sneaker, um, a, a razor service, maybe uh, a, 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 a stamps.com, a seat geek, um, anything, right. anything you like that you want to just give a shout out. That's a big part of your life that you'd like to give a free plug to. Oh man. <laughs> How bad would it be if I just said Amazon? Like I use Amazon, Amazon. a lot. Hey, yeah, we are big Amazon. <laughs> we are big, big Amazon heads. We use yeah. this Amazon thing all the time. Bottom mm-hmm. line, uh, if you need something, Thing. If you want to go shopping on the internet, you go to Amazon.com, order it. Mm-hmm. If you have an Amazon Prime, what's that subscription going for? Like 60, 70 bucks a year or something like that? Well, I think it's more. I think it's about 120 these uh, 120 days. bucks. Um, yeah, go get yeah. yourself an Amazon Prime subscription, and then you'll get shipping in two days. Free shipping. Um, free ship. Yeah, yeah free, that's free great. Free two-day shipping. Great. Yes. All right, Nate, thanks for that, uh, thanks for that Amazon nice. plug. Um, yeah. So and if you work, if you work, if you work from your bed like I do, yeah, then, you know, having things delivered to you is a really nice. It's a nice perk. Know. Yeah, yeah, it's a real great perk. Yeah. All right. So to give the audience a quick snapshot about you and I, so we know each other basically through playing basketball in LA. I think that's how we yeah. first met, right? Um, uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe give us a quick little uh, breakdown on your on your game, like your 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 style <laughs> of play. Is there an NBA comp? Is there, you know, like, so you're, how, how tall are you? You're, you're seven six foot, one. Uh, six seven, foot, seven foot three. Yes. Six one. Six one. Okay. Six one. Yeah. So yeah. I would yeah. say in our game, you're a tall guy. You're, you know, you're one of the taller guys. Um, right. Also, right. you know, it's like all relative. I'm five seven. So, you know, to me, everything is, you're like a giraffe. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say, like, w- are we calling you like a stretch four in our pickup Saturday game? Yeah, I think that. Is I that think fair? You could, yeah, I think I think you could say that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not quite. I'm definitely not a center. You're not I don't a have center. The, I don't have the bulk. Yeah. Uh, you know of a of a center, but um, what are you looking yeah. to do on the court? Like, is there someone you're modeling your game after? Uh, you know. So here's I like to um, <laughs> I like to uh, to dribble a lot. And yeah. Then, uh, Turn it over as I as oh, I yeah. bring it down. Bring I it remember down. that about you. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do your do your listeners do your listeners know that you're like the king king of steals? Is that something no, that's been brought up? Before? Actually, you know, this is the first. You're the first guest I've ever had. Uh, well, you're the first guest I've ever had. No, but you're the first guest I've ever had who I've broken down uh, pickup basketball with. So I haven't uh-huh. really discussed my, the ins and outs of my game. I would say I'm, a, yeah, I would say I'm like a defense first, uh, mm-hmm. scrappy uh, combo guard. And right. yeah, so I'm like on the ball playing, you know, on the playing uh, the opposite guard around the perimeter, looking for steals, just doing the little, the little things. Um, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. But you, I think glue, you, you're a glue guy. Glue guy. hundred percent. You yeah. Nate, I would say you're a stretch for, I think you're like in the, is, is it fair to call you like a pal Gasol? Are you from the pal Gasol family? Sure. Kind of stretching out to the three point line. 
you're in there yeah, for like, some rebounds, but you're not like, looking to necessarily bruise in the paint, right? No, no, definitely. A, fin- a finesse game is, is my game. Like, what's Dirk Nowinski? Is he an official great, center? Great. Is he a power uh, forward? He, I think he's a power forward, but he certainly has the size. Like, he has the traditional size of a center. Of the center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, but he, he, his, his style of play is... He's like, um, yeah, he's like a three or a four. Uh, he right. plays the four, but like plays what would traditionally be described as probably like a small forwards game. Yeah, totally. I like to drive. Yeah. I, want, I like to slash every once in a while. And then I like take, I like pulling up and taking like a short little like 10 footer, like a 10 yes. to 15 footer. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Classic. So yeah. My so, my main move is the reverse layup. That's like patented <laughs> reverse layup. Yeah, yeah. On the baseline, I like to get isolated on the baseline, right. like clear out underneath. Then I do a little pump, like a shot fake, to, right. you know, and then I just like run right around them. They chase me to the hoop, and then I, I lay it up on the opposite side. That's fun. That's, now, will you yeah. ever reverse layup on a breakaway? Like if you're if you get a steal, <laughs> and if you're just you have open court, will will you ever go reverse layup? Um, well, usually if I'm ever like in an open court, I will get tracked down by the yeah. time I, I get to the basket. Sure. So, uh, you know, no, not really. I'll go straight oh, to the, I like to finger roll. If I'm, Dude. if I'm alone in space yeah. then I'll try that, try that. Finger Those roll, wide yeah. open layups in a Saturday pickup basketball <laughs> are pro- like some of the most high pressure oh, shots. Yeah. I, I would oh. say like most of the time, if someone steals the ball and they have a wide open breakaway layup, it's not going in. Yeah. You know, and it's not because <laughs> yeah. it's getting blocked either. It's just because no. they're they're flubbing they're, the the layup. Yes, yeah, they're ru- they're running at like a hundred and ten percent speed. Yes. you know what I mean. Like, they, and it's they getting see- <laughs> it's getting yeah. chucked off the backboard. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're launching yeah. it with like yeah, thirty percent more power than sure, no it, doubt it needs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, so Very- we met each other through the Saturday game. Is that how also how you met Billy Scafiri? No, actually, um, Billy through comedy from world? college, from okay. college, actually. Right, um, right. Yeah, and you know, we didn't actually know each other in college, but he was part of a uh, a big comedy group called the Harvard Sailing Team. Yeah, uh, yeah which was sort of performing, and a lot of NYU kids right. were in it. And yes. um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So and funny, then, you and I went to the same school and studied acting at the same school at NYU and didn't mm-hmm. know each other, and we were like a few years apart. It's so funny. That's <laughs> how I know Billy, too, is through the Harvard Sailing Team. I went to mm-hmm. school with all those guys, too, and we somehow never crossed paths, which is so funny to me, and that we would actually wind up meeting on a basketball court is sort of perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, destiny, fate yes. arranged for you, for you to steal the ball from me exactly. many times. All right. I, so, so you met Billy through uh, Harvard Sailing Team, guys. Uh-huh, anyway, uh-huh. so we have since linked up as fellow GMs in a fantasy basketball league that Billy commissions. Yes. Um, talk yeah. to me about how your year went this year. So this was your first year in the league. Yeah. Um, talk to me about like, what's it like being the new guy in a fantasy league where everything's kind of already set in place. There's, you know, some history there and everything. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. So I will. So I, I came to fantasy basketball from fantasy football, which I, I sure. might guess. Yeah. It's a popular yeah, one. As, yeah. A lot of people as a play. common. Sure. 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 So, yeah. Um, so there's like that learning curve where you just kind of don't know what a good, you know, like how many, yeah, like what, how do I Is this your first year playing fantasy hoop? Yes. Oh, bravo, Nate. That's big time stuff. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) 
I finished just outside the playoffs. Yep. Like one game outside oh, that. We're we're gonna get into all the nitty gritty with that. Don't don't you worry. But okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about just like your impressions. Yeah. The general stuff. It's you know I think so my. <laughs> The mistake I make whenever I join a league is that I like to have opinions. Like I'm an opinionated sure. guy. No doubt. And, you know, people throw things up like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And really, if you're the new guy, like you need to yeah. S-T-U-F mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. F-U, S-T-F. You know, you need to not have a lot of opinions because you're new. Just chill out. Let people. But I, that is not in That's my just not, nature. Not in Nate will, Dog's nature. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to talk a lot on the boards. So I, <laughs> uh, you know, about and the weird thing is, is that like I will get active like when everyone's joking about, you know, or, you know, having a hilarious conversation about some crazy, you know, guy from where you know some crazy acquisition or what i'm pretty quiet but when it's like rules of the league like that's when i really start to come alive yeah there's there's like procedural aspects that i really get into yeah yeah um so so i would say if you're joining a fantasy football or fantasy basketball league for the first time maybe try to stay quiet learn from my (laughs) um, mistakes because this is the second time that i've done that i've made this mistake i mean Um, you were one of the most vocal gms and let me say it was yep. an honor uh getting an email <laughs> from you every week the diatribes that you would go uh, on i mean that uh, was a treat uh, um, you're welcome you're well welcome. you know i no, i think in all seriousness you raised a lot of really valid points um in your emails because your big thing so we're in a fantasy league where there's one keeper and yeah. it's really difficult being the new guy because you're inheriting the choices that someone else made who had a team before you and you're sort of like trying to on the fly catch up with all the advantages that people like I've had, you know, being in the league for four or five years. Um, So it's a really tricky thing. So I don't know. I think maybe um, this summer, we should all kind of get on the same page as a league and discuss, you know, whatever rule changes might make sense for everyone in the league, especially for the new guys. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, so first of all, let me just say that the person who had my team before me left me with possibly the best keeper situation of anyone in the league. I had three amazing keepers I could choose from. Yeah. And I'd love to, you know, in hindsight, it will be a very obvious choice, but at the time, so I, I could choose between CJ McCollum, yeah. um, Devin Booker and uh, Ben Simmons. <laughs> and, oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. Those are my three choices. And, and in our league, of course yeah. you, you don't really pay a penalty for your keeper. He's the last round pick basically right? right so you basically get this player for free so there's no right. sort of value like oh i keep you know i keep Devin this guy Booker for a I fourth get, and i yeah yeah, yeah or i you know ben simmons is a 10th or what 10th round or whatever so they're all pretty much equal so i of course kept cj mccullum the, the statistically the worst <laughs> the worst of the three and my which was crazy because my logic was like all right what's the safest choice here like what's who's the guy that is the most established that is absolutely not going to ruin my season and um cj mccullum was my was my pick for that and he was the down i mean i guess safe he was safe like he didn't have a terrible season he had a good season um, but he had a worse season than both of the yeah <laughs> Both of the other guys, and yeah, Ben Simmons is of course going to be a you know phenomenal superstar for years to come. Years to come. I mean, mo- most likely it's looking like right. Yeah. Um. 
So that was a blunder. That was a very minor blunder. blunder. Yeah, minor strategic (laughs) blunder. Yeah, oversight. Well, it's like, you know, I didn't know. So it's category based, right? Right. Which is not really how the fantasy I'm used to goes, right? So I just was kind of looking at like scoring, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I've kind of thought, you know, Ben Simmons, first of all, he was an unknown. He was injured. Let's just remember he had been injured for, uh, you know, and he had missed his, his entire first season, right? Right. Um, and so he was, you know, he had this kind of crazy potential, um, but you know, you never know. It's like, is he going to break his ankle in the third game again or whatever? So, um, I, I think my, I could defend my choices, but also, um, picking up guys in our league that fill multiple categories is really important. And mm-hmm. if they get trip, no one gets triple double. like triple doubles are so valuable. Yeah. So that's what one of our categories is triple doubles. And if you've got one of the guys that gets you triple doubles, yeah. you know, like a, a Harden or a Westbrook or a, or a LeBron, a Simmons, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah or a, you know, and Simmons, you know, occasionally or whatever, um, you know, <laughs> Anthony Davis, those guys, it's a huge, uh-huh. it's a huge advantage. Yeah. Had I known, sure. and I also picked, I picked Steph Curry over LeBron James. I had, I had the choice between them. You'd like a mulligan and, there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Big, big time, big time. Um, so yeah, there's some learning curve stuff uh, All right. for sure. I mean, um, let, let's talk details on your team uh, real quick. So you missed the playoffs. You finished in fifth place in the Eastern conference, which is the, you know, your conference, there's an East and a West. It's, Uh you know, the first year is always the hardest looking back at your roster. Tell us a little bit about about what you learned. And so uh, real quick, your team was uh, JJ Barea, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jeremy Lamb, John Henson, Jordan Clarkson, Ed Davis, CJ McCollum, Josh Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Blake Griffin, Jamal Murray, Tony Parker, and then you had Steph Curry on the IR. So is is there a player in there that you you enjoyed watching or you really enjoyed like rooting for or any, anyone you learned something about the nuances of their game? Well, I will say this is that I dropped, um, every single player I drafted except for my (laughs) first two, my first two round picks, um, and, uh, my keeper. So I only, so Steph Curry, Blake Griffith and CJ McCollum are the only players that I, everyone else was an interchangeable part. Everyone else got dropped. Um, some people too early. You know, TJ Warren know. was an was an early drop this year for me, and he ended up having a really good season. So that was stupid. Yeah. Um, but pretty much everyone else that I drafted um, <laughs> was worth dropping. Was worth I also dropping. Took, what happened? So, what happened? Like, do you remember who who the, some of the guys were that you dropped and why you dropped them? Yeah. Well, so to answer your question, someone that I was really enjoying early on was Paul Millsap. Oh, uh, sure. That's why you dropped yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Millsap, you know, of course, had that wrist injury kind of right. midway through the year. And, uh, he, you know, I couldn't IR him. I had I so there was a point when Steph Curry, Blake Griffith and um, uh, Paul Millsap were all or Blake Griffin and, and Paul Millsap were all injured at the same time. And I, you know, I couldn't oh, roster them all. So Millsap yeah. had yeah, I had to go, but I was really enjoying watching him. Uh, and then I drafted Gorgie Dang, who had a, yep. a zero season. George Hill bounced around everywhere, was not doing well in Sacramento, you know, uh, looking the best he's ever looked in Cleveland, just in time for the, yeah. you know, me to be out of the place. Rudy Gay, who yeah. also got injured. Uh, Wilson Chandler, who like had a horrible start to the seat, just like was invisible That's right. for the That's right. First. I remember seeing him on the waiver wire and thinking, why is this guy in the waiver wire? He's Wilson Chandler. He does the same thing every year. And then yeah. I looked at his stats as like, oh, I guess he's off to a slow start. 
but the slowest yeah the slowest of yeah, starts yeah just yeah. like three points you know three rebounds oh, was and it one that assist. bad oh, i mean it was really bad yeah um in the yeah in but the he's he's the perfect example of one of those like multi-category guys um you know obviously yes. he's not an all-star but it's like he's one of those guys that's always going to kind of have 12 to 15 points four to five rebounds four or five assists like he just does yeah. a bunch of stuff and it's useful to have those guys around for sure. And I actually, he's one that kind of, I picked up and dropped several times throughout the year. He got right. moved around a bunch of people kind of. And so also, you know, we have what, it's a 14 team league. So it's very deep. Um, and I think if you're listening to this and you play in like a 10 team league, then we're picking up guys that you would just not even <laughs> think about, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it's a deep league, but, uh, so to round it out here, Derek Rose, I, I grabbed, I got Greg Monroe. Wait, you drafted, Derek, you drafted Derek Rose? <laughs> I took him in the ninth round, so it was oh, late. But yeah, I took Derek Rose. Um, Greg Monroe had a horrible, you know, got traded, just really didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, TJ Warren, I picked up in round 11. I mean, by far, my best pickup. Um, got started real slow. I didn't really realize this was a sort of like, you know, when you join a fantasy sport, your knowledge of the league, it just deepens in such a, you know, it's like when you're just watching casually, you watch a few teams, you have kind oh, of yeah. a general over, but you don't really know like what people's you know, rebound no. per game stat, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like um, offensive rebounds. It's like, like yeah. who's really thinking about that stuff on yeah, like a I, deep level beyond the confines of like the team that you root for. <laughs> like, yes, no one exactly. cares about like bench players for the Sacramento Kings. If you're not from no. Sacramento, <laughs> No, no, exactly, exactly. So TJ Warren, but and I didn't know that they had paid him all that money to stick her. I just really didn't yeah. know what his deal was. So I picked yeah. him up. He was a great grab, and then I, I dropped him way too early before he kind of really got rolling. Kind of a third of the way through the season, he really became the man over there um, in, in Phoenix. Is there anyone? Um, one of the men. Is there anyone who you dropped who you would have kept? Like, is there? Was there any major, major like faux pas in that way? I mean, TJ Warren, uh, he's kind of the big, like, the he, he, he yeah, would be the he one that you would consider dropping over McCollum or keeping over McCollum. Yeah, like, yeah, I think I would still keep McCollum. Yeah. Um, you so know you can live mean? with yourself. It's not like you dro- totally. It's not like you dropped, you know, some major, I mean, major player and not, who you could have kept. I mean, not keeping Ben Simmons was a pretty big. That's the big one. No, yeah, that's no, that's the one you'll never recover from. Ever, I'll never ever, recover. Ever, ever, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, and I tried to make a desperation trade for him right before. You know, I kind of knew. I, I thought, you know, I'm probably not going to make playoffs. Even if I do, I, I don't have the the firepower to win. So I'm going to try to upgrade my keeper, and maybe this will transition into our, <laughs> our next rule uh, discussion. But I tried to make a play. I tried to to, to pick up a to trade my keeper to upgrade my keeper i really didn't have much shot in the playoffs so i figured i'm gonna try to get ben simmons back i'm gonna throw everything at yeah. the owner that had him and i you know i was gonna give cj mccullum right and, Ste- so and you were steph gonna, curry okay so you were gonna trade um, the right to keep mccullum with another great player who could help that other gm at the moment yeah you know listen i'll give you i'll give you yeah exactly i'll give you a pretty good keeper for your amazing keeper yeah and i'll give you an absolute amazing stud so that yeah. your playoff so you have a really, run you can make a run at the championship this year it, exactly exactly yeah, and, yeah. And so, you know, that sort of trade in the keeper league, um, you know, I, I think there's a, there are pros and cons to being able to do that. I, I think like um, on the con side, uh, you know, you you have a lot of people that there's going to be a flurry of trade activity and everyone that makes the playoffs like what if that rule is allowed, 
everyone that's about to make the playoffs like basically has to sell their keeper for studs that are going to do great in the playoffs right because if you don't the other gms that do are going to beat you in the playoffs and they're yep. going to win yep. that year right yeah so you know that's kind of the negative if you you know if you don't want to be forced to make that move you know if you don't want to have to sell your keepers and if you don't like people really having to play strategically for that playoff run like if you just want people to kind of have to stick with who they drafted through the whole year and you know not play that strategy then it's a it's a con on the pro side if you allow that in your league i would say what it does is it promotes sort of a multi-year parody where the guys who have amazing teams have to change up their teams towards the end of the year so it's like if i have a bad team this year right. i can get it i can get a great keeper for next year and sell my studs gotcha to got to guys who have a chance to win and, and now those guys are not going to have great keepers so like you made the playoffs this year you right. had a great team right the next year everyone else that had to sell their you know sell their guys to get good keepers now it's their year to kind of uh rise to the to the yeah. to the top there's some parody um, there i see what, i see what yeah, you're saying it makes some sense. exactly some, some multi-year parody and it just sort of promotes trading uh in general right Right. Like it makes forces everyone to kind of get on their horse and, and, and make some game moves. So, um, man, so, I, yeah, credit to you, though. I, I don't know if it was your influence or what, but there were a bunch of trades in our league this year. I mean, uh, norm, <laughs> normally, normally the, sometimes the league is a little stingy with trades, but this year it seemed like everyone was moving, man. Everyone was on the block all the time. So right. I don't know if it yeah, was your well, influence, your, your emails or what, but <laughs> sure. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to not take credit for that at all, but, um, <laughs> I, it is fun and I do think trading is fun. And so my general philosophy, and I don't know if we should go into what the big debate was that we had on the boards, but my general philosophy for fantasy rules is that they should do one of two things basically uh -huh. they should either make the league more fun right just fun shit right like uh you know we added an extra category or, or you right. know we decided to do keepers or we're doing an auction draft instead of a yeah traditional snake draft you know things that just kind of like raise the game a little bit right that yep. are fun yep. and then and then and then b i think they should promote uh parity and fairness right like that's the reason you have a rule it's to make things more fair and, and to eliminate chance I think that's a really key thing with fantasy sports because there's so much chance already built in, right? You know, injuries and trick coaching just you know, you really like we're yeah. so removed from this world that like there is just a, a high degree of, of chance. And and the game is like ostensibly we're all trying to to see who is who's got a better eye and who is a better predictor of of, of, of NBA success. Yeah. Of, of of NBA success, right? And so so ostensibly the person who like watches the most games and looks at the most stats and has the best sort of intrinsic basketball knowledge and sense of who like the eye test how good a player could be that player should win right like that you're trying to set up a system where that guy does well um and then there's a little chance thrown in there to keep it to keep it fun for everybody right so like oh well, you know like i can't watch basketball every day but there's a little bit of luck and you know maybe things fall my way and i, I get to win the championship or, or make a play at it so there's enough luck to keep everybody interested um, but in general, I feel like rules should be in place so that there's not a lot of chance. There is parity. It's fair for everybody. And it's as, as most fun as possible. Um, and some of our rules, I feel like do, do not <laughs> promote, um, promote, uh, fun, fun or parody. And so I sounded off, um, well, specifically about our keeper rules. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna table that conversation for another cool. podcast, but I'm proposing <laughs> To sure, our sure. league, um, I, I will put together an email at some point that we all get together this summer 
in Las yeah. Vegas for summer oh, league. Yes. We Love get it. a hotel room. We have a good mm-hmm. old time and we yeah. come up with some sort of rule book that makes yeah. sense for the league moving forward and any sort of, I don't know, just like mm-hmm. hash out some new ideas, things that make totally. sense for how the league has changed. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I, I love Vegas. I love talking rules. Love talking let's, rules. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Love hoop. So you grew yeah. up in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. 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 Columbus. Um, Columbus are Ohio. you, so are you a Cavs fan? Yeah, I am a Cavs fan. Okay. Um, I would say that, you know, they're, I'm a casual Cavs fan. Casual um, Cavs fan. Yeah, there are much more diehard Cavs fans than me. But yeah, Cavs is my team. If I'm going to have it, my, that, my basketball are you, team. Are you an Indians fan as well? Yeah, yeah. Cleveland Indians. Uh, you know, Cincinnati is sort of the... Um, oh, right. Are you closer so, to Cincinnati? No, well, Columbus is like really like legitimately two hours from both Cleveland and Cincinnati. Huh. And so all the pro sports teams in Ohio are either from in Cleveland or Cincinnati, unless, you know, we, the Columbus has the Blue Jackets, the hockey team, and right. we have the Columbus crew, which is the professional soccer team. So Columbus got <laughs> sucked. And then, of course, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is really kind of what the town's about. It's really a college football town, uh, Columbus is. So, wow. Wait, so did you grow up yeah. a bigger Ohio State football fan or a, or a Browns fan? Oh, Ohio State football for sure. Yeah, for sure. Ohio yeah. State I mean, the, is essentially wow. That so is uh, oh, Ohio State football matters. Do you think Ohio State football matters more than the Cleveland Browns? I mean, I ma- guess, I mean in in the general sense, or to the people that live in Columbus. Um, I, I mean. Ma- the thing about the Browns is that they are they just left. the hardest team to be fucking a fan of in yeah, the history of football. I mean, even art, Jacksonville. The Art Modell <laughs> thing, too. Like, I feel like yes, they, they yeah, have yeah. this amazing, rich history, but then there's this also, like, checkered... Totally. Like, past, too, with Art Modell, the team leaving the town, all the fans yeah. feeling so betrayed, all, like, all the guys in the dog pound feeling, like, all heartbroken and stuff, and so... I For can, sure, I would understand considering what a great run the uh, Ohio State has had. If you know, if that was the uh, the big team in town. For sure. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, there. Yeah. So Cleveland became basically the Baltimore Ravens, um, right. went to Baltimore, and then essentially like became an you know like took the name of a storied franchise, but it essentially became an expansion team. Um, you know, a brand new organization essentially uh, in in Cleveland, and you know they weren't great. They weren't great before that happened. Um, hey, hey, Nate. I, yeah, I just yeah. got an Amazon package. Can you hang on for one second? Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to edit this out of the pod, but just give me one sec. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was perfect. I mean, I am in. We got to get hooked up with a Prime subscription ASAP. For I mean, sure. I, this this is a this is through my Prime subscription, but I don't know. Maybe we can get. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can get some sort of perk from Amazon. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, talk about I product like placement. That was. You got to keep that. Don't edit that out of the mic. You got to keep that. It's too perfect. Well, I had my dog barking. At, I don't know if you heard <laughs> Frank grumbling in the background, but anyways. I did. I did. I still think it works. Okay. I think great. It, I think it works. <laughs> great. Great. Um, all right. So you're from you're from Cleveland. You're kind of uh, from Columbus. Columbus. Uh, from, from, from Columbus. Columbus. But from Cleveland Columbus. is my. I take all the pro sports teams from Cleveland. From Cincinnati Cleveland. is a very Cincinnati can be very conservative. It's a very, you know, not to alienate the your your red listeners or whatever, yeah, but no. you know, Cleveland was the hip cool town. Yeah. Cleveland was like the cool kind of like fun artsy place and Cincinnati was sort of a like rich 
uh, you know, uptight. Yeah. Let's uh, shit you know, all pe- over Cincinnati. Yeah, come fuck on. Let's, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah really let's go to fuck, town on them. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, also, a lot of pain. I mean, you know, it's like the Bengals and the Reds aren't exactly like lighting up the skies. But, right. you know, at least the Bengals make the playoffs every once in a while so they can lose in the first round. But and Oh, then there the Reds, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a and dig. Then <laughs> and the Reds, uh, rich assholes. The, yeah, I mean, I think the Reds won a World Series in like 1990 with like Chris Sabo. I think was the last time they. Oh, Chris Sabo! They, they did it. So what yeah, a Chris shout Sa- out! What a Sabo <laughs> shout out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Going, let's talk Cavs. Let's talk Cavs real quick. So uh, the roster: sure. we got Jose Calderon, Clarkson, Jeff Green, George Hill, John Holland, Rodney Hood, LeBron, Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Seti mm-hmm. Osman, London Parentes. Uh, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, Okora White, and Anta Zizic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, murderers feeling- row. Yeah, I know, murderers <laughs> row. The Cavs have yeah. actually been playing a little better of late since Love returned from his injury last week. I think they won four in a row until they got smoked last night against the Heat. But yeah. um, they've been looking better. Offensively, they kind of have a little bit of mojo. They're scoring, I read, 127 points per 100 possessions. Um, mm-hmm. so they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of, they're kind of figuring things out with love back on the floor. Um, how do you feel about the Cavs heading into the playoffs? I mean, I don't feel great. Don't feel great. <laughs> um, let's say that, you know, so much, uh, so much turnover, uh, uh on the Cavs this year and just, LeBron got, yeah, just I mean, crazy. Um, LeBron got interviewed the other night and he was like, we've had five. He's like, this has been like five seasons, basically, is basically. what he said. Yeah. And, oh, when yeah. Tyler left. Yeah. So Coach Lou just left. They just yeah. lost their coach. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like, exactly. it's cr- crazy. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, you know, they, they trade him away. And, yep. you know, he was the, the great, you know, possible hope, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't feel great about him. I feel like LeBron, I mean, uh, you know, Cavs basketball is ABL all about LeBron. Um, and, uh, that's, that's, um, and, and that's just how it is. Right. So he, I feel like LeBron, like he got, he brought a championship to Cleveland. Like yeah. he kind of like did the Hercule Herculean effort of bringing a championship to Cleveland, even though they always kind of surround him with sort of not quite good enough people to, uh, to get it done. And, and this year I just, I really think it's it, it would just be all on his shoulders. Kevin Love is pretty, you know, I am not a huge. He's a good basketball player, obviously, right? But I've never. I mean, he's, he's no, just, he's no Nate, but I mean, yeah, he's a stretch he's, four. He's, he, I mean, he plays your position, yeah. He does, and he's got that nice three pointer, and you know, he scores. He scores the. Can bucket, he reverse layup or? I'm, I've never seen. I've never it, seen you know? it. I've never I'd seen like to the see proof. that. I'd love to see it. Um, so, you know, I think the long and short of this, I just don't think they have the pieces to, to really uh, to come challenge. out of the East. Yeah. I mean, so who's, let's see, let's, the East right now is what? Uh, the Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, 76ers, Pacers, Wizards, Heat, and the Bucks. Right. right? And, Honestly, I know. I, I think any of those teams on any given night could could beat the Cavaliers, um, wow. depending, you know, depending on how they play because they're just so inconsistent. And these guys haven't played with each other very much. I mean, it's like they just got, you know, George Hill and Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson, like all these guys. They're they're new and they're role players, basically. And I think it's um, it's going to you know, they just haven't had enough time to really like, you know, it could be one of these things where because of that they all sort of go to you know they like become unconscious you know and like yeah. just really gel in the playoffs or whatever but 
you know, seven game series, I, I think they get exposed uh, against some of these other against some of these other other squads. So, I know, you know, I know the speculation like it makes every Cavs fan cringe. But are we at all concerned and worried about him leaving in free agency? You know, I am not or like are you kind of at the point where it's like he won a championship for us and whatever he needs to do, he does. And we're going to be fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am that of that ilk. I, I think he has put in his time in Cleveland. Like he has like been loyal the to, right to go to be do whatever, whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. I, I suspect. I mean, the thing. I mean, one of the reasons he's done that is because I think he really enjoy. Uh, he lives there, and his family is there, and I think he's kind of a Cleveland guy. Like he he wants to be in Cleveland. And what does I that think, mean? What What's a Cleveland guy? Well, you know, handsome and sure, yeah. Ohio, you know, Ohio guys really, you know, just down to earth. Yeah, um, yeah, handsome, down to earth, cool, down, cool, cool. I mean, yeah, I will say, I not I like freaking Cincinnati. Oh, Jesus, yes, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. like rich assholes down yeah. there, Sabo and all of his rich friends, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wearing those ridiculous clear glasses. It's like, come on, Sabo, <laughs> come on, Sabo, uh, get it together. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, if he does, I don't think he's gonna. He might, he might go somewhere else. I would bet yeah. against it. You okay. know, I don't. I just because I think he's happy. I don't. I don't think he's got anything to prove anymore. Like it would be nice for him to pick up one more championship like i think he could i think he'd enjoy obviously who wouldn't want one more championship right one but, more would be nice you got a landing yeah. spot you got a landing spot for me where he where he might end up yeah oh god i mean you know i give think me something would, fun nate give me something i mean fun. la right like la possibly nice weather yeah 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 um and uh, a real young kind of talented team clippers store yeah, clippers are a young fun team that could be you know that could work yeah, I mean Clippers or I mean or the Lakers. Oh, the maybe, Lakers. Right? Oh, you were talking you about know? the Lakers. Yeah, Here kinda... I figured you were just talking about the Clippers. No, no. I mean either one. <laughs> I just think the Lakers have a better pitch, right? Like they're sure. just a big storied franchise, right? And there's a sure. lot of history there and uh I don't see that happening, but I, I think it could be fun. I don't know if they've got the cap space or whatever to be able to afford him. Um, but you know, their team's pretty young, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know who they're paying a lot of money to over there. So, um, you know, I would, yeah, could, I mean, what he could, owns could, two homes in Brentwood or something. I yeah, that sounds maybe one like in Brentwood, one in Sherman Oaks, whatever it is. He's got a yeah, couple it, homes, you know, could make yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. The weather. Everyone loves the weather, and it's a big market. I mean, he's kind of a guy who likes the spotlight. You know, I think he sure. enjoyed that in Miami. Did you see Trainwreck? Um, I did see Trainwreck. Was yeah. he any, was he I any did. good? You know, I thought he was serviceable. Yeah, he <laughs> he wasn't bad. You know, Great. sometimes you sometimes you get these athletes that are like pretty good actors. Like, yeah. you know, in their own way, Peyton Manning is like not a bad. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and Blake yeah. and Blake he books Griffin a is, lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He's really. I mean, he's seen the Papa his, John stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for his under five on Law and Order. So, I mean, so. yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought LeBron held his own. I thought he was pretty funny. He, he had some good moments. Apparently, he's a little bit of a dick, though. Um, really? Yes. Yeah, so here's the deal: a friend really, of mine. Nate. Okay. Yeah, and not going to go I'm, over well with my Cleveland crowd, but I know, the Cincinnati I know. heads are eating this up. So go go ahead, let them have so, it. A friend of mine told me the story, and and if it's you, and I'm sp- repeating your story, then I apologize ahead of time. But a friend of mine, careful, uh, I will edit the shit out of this. So just <laughs> edit care- it, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> um, 
So apparently she you worked so bad. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a, you won't need to edit much to make that happen. I don't know. So, um, so both LeBron and uh, Kobe have shoes, you know, they have like their own Nike that they get to design basically. Not my story. Fit. Didn't come from me. Don't know who he Great. got this from. FYI. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Just perfect. a disclaimer. So, don't know where he got this info from. Great. Yeah. Friend of a friend. A friend um, of a we'll friend. Say. And so this girl, this girl worked uh, for, for Nike. And so she was in the room with these guys uh, when they were like designing their shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like Le- LeBron and, uh, and Kobe and Kobe kind of has this bad reputation as being a dick and LeBron is, sort of seen as this really nice guy so so basically you know lebron was kind of a dick in the room and kobe was super cool lebron wouldn't answer anything directly everything had to come through his kind of assistance like he's on his phone the whole time and they're like oh well what do you think about this design and you know his like you know kind of crew you know his uh entourage guys were kind of just like oh you know lebron what do you think and you know nod to the guy and the guy's like he likes it you know whatever (laughs) very sort of yeah like aloof Whereas Kobe was really like, yeah, I've got a bunch of great ideas and I love what you've done. And this is so cool. And, you know, kind of like, yeah, classic Mamba. Yeah. He's just a a chatty Kathy, that Mamba. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So interesting, you know, interesting. Yeah. Just a herd. Just what I heard. Just a little rumor. All right. Well, well, you know, I I, I don't know what to do with your unverified sources, but it's, (laughs) yeah, Um, she declined not to be named for this, for the story. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anonymous. Uh, so, uh, quick story from the league this week. I think the probably like the most fun thing. Do you have NBA league pass by any chance? I have, I don't, but you're just a legal streaming. I'm an illegal streamer. Yeah. No yeah, doubt, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. Um, so I think the most fun game that I watched this week was the Sixers versus the Nuggets. Markel Fultz, the, the 76ers rookie guard, returned to action Monday night for the first time since October 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, what a fun game, man. He he played 14 minutes back up, back up behind uh, Ben Simmons. He scores nice. 10 points, 5 for 13 shooting from the field, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Um, it was just fun mm. to see him out there, man. What like a what a weird, yeah. weird story it's been for this guy this season. Like, yeah, I don't know. Have you have you followed it? Did did you keep up with everything that he has gone through? You know, just a little bit. Okay. Um, just sort of like on the fringes. Um, so, so I don't know the yeah. yeah yeah. So he um basically so he was at summer league. He mm-hmm. uh he had an ankle injury at summer league right. if, I, if I remember correctly. And they mm-hmm. shut him down, but he looked phenomenal over the summer, I thought. And um, and then he came out in the beginning of the season, uh, September, all of a sudden, like, complaining about a shoulder injury. I don't know when exactly that happened. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, yeah. he had a setback. They, they called it a scapular imbalance. I think he wound up playing four or five games in October, and he was like, he, he couldn't hit he couldn't hit anything. You know, he was like right. nine for 30 from the field and then they just shut him down <laughs> and he's yeah. been out for 60 something games and no one knew what was going on. There were all these rumblings that it was like he was having some sort of, I don't know, mental or emotional issues. Like his head was uh-huh. all sort of screwed up, lost the form of his shot. Um, mm-hmm. I read as recently as February, he was unable to shoot from beyond 15 feet with like sound mechanics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, it was just really cool to see him back the other night, man. Like he's, he's an yeah. electric player. He's like, you, t- I, you can see in a minute why he was the number one pick. He's like fluid on the court. He's fast. He's big. He, he has great handle. He can pass. 
Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we just hope that his shot comes around. We hope that he can. I think the big issue with him is catch and shoot. Um, yeah. You know, he looked uh-huh. he looked okay off the dribble shooting, but it was mostly the catch and shoot stuff where it still looks a little funky. But yeah, uh, so, and he came out of like a real small school, right? Washington. Bowling Green or something? It's, Washington, oh, uh, Washington. Washington. Oh, yeah. Washington. Okay, yeah, not, yeah, not super, yeah. not super small, um, but still, yeah, not huge. Yeah, I mean that whole team, and this is you know obviously nothing new, but man, they're fun to watch. The future oh, seems seems bright, uh, seems bright over there. Yeah. Um, of course, you know Embiid is just electric. My keeper. Yeah, is that is that your keeper? That's my fantasy keeper. Oh, what a good one! What yeah, a good, what a good, uh, good grab! What yeah. a good grab! Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Simmons, of course, uh, just so, so cool over there. So yeah, I mean, if Fultz can come back, that would be, uh, it'd be fun. It'd just yeah, be fun. And, and you know, Sarek is actually not oh, bad Sarek either. Is like, awesome. I love yeah, that guy. The hair yeah, lip, like, everything. I love it. Yeah. I, love I mean, it. he's kind of finding his, uh, finding his footing over there. So yeah, I mean, it could be a real, a real fun team. I mean, that's another team that I feel like could get hot in the East and beat the Cavs. Like they could beat the Cavs. There's no reason. Oh, no doubt. We'll talk potential playoff matchups, but I am so psyched. I am so psyched for the 76ers and what they could do in the playoffs coming out of the East. Um, Real quick. I don't know if you saw just a couple minutes before we hopped on the pod, but um, the Lakers just announced that Isaiah Thomas is getting hip surgery. They're shutting him down for the rest of the season. Oof. So yeah, he's gonna oh. get his hips scoped, and uh, that's a sad story, man. Um, hopefully, it's yeah. like a minor procedure, and they just kind of clean up some of the debris in his hip, and he's good to go. But he's a free agent this summer, so hopefully, God. you know, he heals up real quick and makes himself some money because he he's a really fun player to watch. He had an incredible year last year with Boston, and obviously, yeah. it was just a strange, strange year. Not really a great fit in Cleveland. Then he got shipped out yeah. to L.A. and I don't know. I mean, and he, you know, he just looks, and I, you know, I hate to say this because he is such a fun player to watch, but he just doesn't really look the same as he was pre-injury. You know, uh, obviously, I'm sure I'm not the first to say that, but and that, you know, it's just so sad because Derrick Rose, I think, is another perfect example. It's like these guys that are so like they look like the best basketball players in the universe right like like derrick rose was so 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 enjoyable to watch when he was at his prime and, and isaiah thomas was the same like he's the short little guy who was the star of boss like he could take over games you know and uh just really athletic and amazing you know finishes yeah and it sucks and then they get these injuries and it's like oh oh they're never going to be the same again like yep. that yeah uh, i i can't imagine the psychology the psychological impact of that just yeah. like yeah having it all kind of like and then it's not even like you just got old but you you know you were able to do it for 10 years and you got to slowly let it go it's like man just taken from you in an instant and oh uh, i i hope he i hope for the best yeah man hoping for the best we like this guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely definitely good heart good you yep. know, passionate guy that game after who i think it was his was his, his mother or his father that died his sister his sister his passed sister away. his yeah. sister yeah yeah, 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 yeah you know, tragically i mean tragic right yep, exactly yep, and yep, uh, yep. yeah man just a good really good-hearted guy seemingly so yeah hoping hopefully for the best. he can yeah 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 definitely um all right nate so uh, we only got a couple minutes left. I don't want to keep you too long, but real sure. quick, I want to talk some gambling stuff with you. Um, Great. This podcast is going to come out, I think, on Thursday. It's currently Wednesday when we're recording. So I want you okay. to 
guess a couple, just a couple of these point spreads. So we have Cleveland on Wednesday night tonight. Cleveland is playing Charlotte. I want to know mm. who's going to win and by how much. What you think the point spread is? Cleveland at Charlotte. Cleveland at Charlotte. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Cleveland. Yeah, by uh, how many points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might is be closer than you think, Nate. Exactly. Might that's be closer what I than you think. So am I trying to guess? I'm trying to guess what Vegas trying to guess is what Vegas has it pegged at. Yep. Ah man, um, might I'm be gonna... closer than you think, Nate. I know, I know. Uh, all right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say Cleveland by like, like five and a half. Cleveland minus one, favored by one point. Oh, minus yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. All right, next one. We got the Knicks at the 76ers. You know how bad those Knicks are, and you know how good those Sixers good are. Good Sixers are, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I'm gonna take the 76ers, obviously. Yeah, at home. I'm gonna, at home, I'm going to say Rested, eight. Minus eight 12 and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> really All bad. Right. Really bad. Then we got, yeah. the, we got the Celtics tonight on ESPN. The Celtics are at the Utah Jazz. No Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, uh, that is also slightly interesting. And I a, think this... An electric jazz squad. Yeah, really. I feel like this is a closer... I mean, uh, God, are the is Jazz even? They're not favored, I, right? I'm gonna still take the Celtics. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna take the Celtics by like three, two points. Two that points would be the, the Jazz by eight and a half. Oh, yep, oh. yep, yep. Don't don't beat yourself up, Nate. We're gonna move oh, on to Thursday man. night. So this is when people are I listening look, to this. This these are the games of the night. So just tell me, okay. we don't have point spreads for these games yet. So just tell me who right. you got. We have the Wizards at the Pistons. Who you got? Wizards at the Pistons. Um. Uh, show boy. me. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wizards. I'm gonna say the wizards. Obviously, show uh, me I'm the, wizards. the wiz- wizards. Yeah, yeah wizards. Yeah, yeah, wizards. yeah, yeah. No points. On, we're not doing points. On we're this. not doing points on this. Okay, um, okay. okay we got the yeah. Bulls at the Heat. Bulls at the Heat. Um, I'm gonna take the Heat. Show me Miami. And then we got yeah. Indy at Sacramento. I'm going to take Indy. Sacramento okay. is just, I mean, they're in a real, real rebuild. Great. Now, yeah. the TNT games of the night on Thursday, I want you to tell me who you got and by how much. We won't know a point spread, so this is just, we're, we're just guessing out loud. Right. But you, you got Oklahoma City at San Antonio. Who you got? I'm going to say Oklahoma, but San Antonio can be sneaky. Yeah. Um, so we're going to keep know. it close. Yeah, I'm gonna, t- but I'm gonna take Oklahoma, and I'll, I'll say, you know, minus four. Minus four. four. Okay, great. Yeah. And then we have Milwaukee at Golden State on TNT. Who you got? Ooh, I mean, Golden State, like they're resting. <laughs> they lost all last their- night to the Pacers, it, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and the Bucks are like right at the end. You know, they're, they're the eighth seed. They're in the eighth seed. Something they're right to play bubble. for. Yeah. And, All right. So uh, give me an inspired choice. Who you got here? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks. Take the yeah. Bucks. Great. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bucks, and you know, keep it close. We'll we'll say. I'll say 18, four points. 19, four, four points. Four yeah. points. Great. Again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got a couple yeah. of fun individual player props for you. Um. So we have Westbrook okay. playing on Thursday night at San Antonio. Show me okay. over, over or under Russell Westbrook at the San Antonio Spurs. Over or under. 45 combined points, rebounds, and assists. 
Points, rebounds, and assists over under what are we 45. Here? I'm going to say under because under. San Antonio usually plays pretty good defense. Fun. And I, yeah, yeah, I think, and I think maybe Westbrook is uh, going to have an off night. I don't know. Great. Yeah. I got Vic yeah. Oladipo at Sacramento on Thursday over under 30 combined points and rebounds. Ooh, what is he? How many points is he average? What's his I think average? He again? averages about twenty-three points. Twenty-three over and a third. Ah, uh, God! I, and who are they playing? The Sacramento Kings. Oh God! Uh, I'll take the over. I guess. Great fun. <laughs> we have, over, we yeah. have Giannis at the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. Over under fifty-five percent from the field. Under. Great. Stay under. Oh, I yep. love these unders. Anthony Davis on Friday versus the Cavs. He's at the cat at the cla- at the Cavs in Cleveland. Over under forty five combined points, rebounds, and blocks. Forty five. I'll take over. Over. I'll take, I'll take the over. On What's that? the line? What's his line then? Forty five. Well, Put together I mean, I a forty five combined points, rebounds, and blocks. What oh, blocks, not assists. Okay, blocks. I was thinking, I was thinking thirty, ten, and five, but five blocks would be insane. Can um, we boost the points and scale back? Like, can he give me yeah. 35, 10? Yeah. What, what, what about? Yeah, yeah, I think he's got to get 10, 10 rebounds to make okay. this happen, and then yeah. So you wait, you said 45? 45, 45. Yeah, so you know, like thirty-three points, two blocks, and ten rebounds, right? Is that possible? I mean, I'd like why, to think so. Yeah. What's his re? I don't know what he averages in rebounds. I it's hovering he right around lot, ten or eleven. Okay, yeah, but he probably only puts up what eighteen points, twenty three points a game, something like that. I would say like mid twenties. So we're yeah, we're asking him yeah. to step up, step up the to point step total. Up. Yeah, Not listen, I don't deal. think that's I don't think it's crazy. We have it's Kevin possible. Kevin Love. So in that same same game, Kevin Love versus the Pelicans on Friday, over uh-huh. under thirty combined points and rebounds. Under. 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 Okay. I'm not a big Kevin Love believer. He also just got his tooth knocked out. How do you feel under. about James Harden Friday night versus the Suns over okay. under 37 points? Ooh, 37 points. You yeah. know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna go crazy and say over. Fun. Because, Fun. I mean, the, un, the smart money is on under on that. But uh, Let's live I'll a little. Well, let's live yeah, a little. Let's live a little. Yeah. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think that's a team that doesn't play great defense, and I think Harden can just dominate. Real so quick. I'm going to yeah. say over. Real yeah. quick, I want to talk some East and West potential playoff uh, matchups. So first of all, okay. let's, let's run through the East and the West. In the East, so from first to eighth seed, if, if the playoff started today, we would have Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, 76ers, Pacers, Wizards, Heat, and Bucks. And in okay. the West... Uh, we would have Rockets, Warriors, Blazers. Fourth seed would be the Thunder. Fifth would be the Pelicans. Spurs, Jazz are your seventh. And the eighth seed is the Timberwolves. So um, anything out in the West? Let's start with the West that you are really excited about. Um, well, do the Timberwolves get Butler back? Is he coming back yes. to the playoffs? So Jimmy Butler is going to return from Minnesota in like another week or two. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he returned like the last game of the regular season. You know, he's, mm. he's, he's probably like 10 days away. They, they'll probably hold him back. The regular season is over on April 11th, which is two weeks mm-hmm. away. Um, right. So if, mm. if, if the season ended today, we would yeah. have, uh, what would it be? Minnesota versus the Houston Rockets, Rockets. in the first round. 
with yeah, it, with, yeah. it, with Jimmy Butler playing. That is a lot of fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Rockets win that series sure. for sure, but yes. I, I love watching Jimmy Butler. He's a, he's a guy who I just love to watch play. Um, can they get, a, think, can they get a game or two against the Rockets? Yeah. I yeah. think they pick up a game. I think okay. they pick up a, at least one game. I don't see it as a shutout, uh, but probably not much more than that. Yeah. Game or two, maybe I, I think they get a game. I, I, I do. I think they get a game. Um, and I, I yeah. yeah, I'm real. I'm excited about that two seven matchup. I mean, again, if the playoffs started today, the Warriors would be playing the Utah Jazz. The Jazz have been great, man. They've they're stalwarts on D. They won eight mm-hmm. of their last ten. Um, they're hot. They're really hot. They they got uh, Donovan Mitchell yeah, just Mitchell. shooting his lights out. So yeah. I and Gobert seems pretty healthy dude, these days, right? The Warriors are banged up. I mean, the, yeah. the Warriors are banged up. Curry, you know, Curry's going to be out until the second round of the playoffs. Um, yeah. I don't know, and there's yeah. just like a weird mojo in with that team in Golden State. There then, is kind of a yeah weird yeah. mojo going on. But I still think they, you know, they've uh, Draymond Green and uh, you know Durant and uh, Clay. I, I think they got enough. They got enough firepower to get past the Jazz. But I like, yeah, it's, and then that four five series. matchup, four five matchup again. If the playoffs started today, would be OKC versus the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, fun yeah just fun totally. stuff yeah i'm it's compelling you know to see anthony davis in the playoffs big spot he's mm-hmm. willed that team all the way up to the fifth seed so pretty impressive and then out- yeah much much like okc i mean just like Rhett westbrook willed the thunder i mean it's yes. gonna be kind of a superstar mono match. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then in the east you know everyone knocks the east as being so much less interesting than, than the west but i think a lot of these matchups are really fun i mean i think Philadelphia is fascinating right now. If the playoffs started, totally. it, the four or five would be Philadelphia versus Indiana. No one, yeah. no one gives the Pacers any credit, but they're they've been maybe the story of the year. How how far they have overachieved? Um, yeah. Sixers Pacers yeah. would be super fun to watch. Uh, yeah, the three six matchup would be Cleveland versus Washington. Those teams mm-hmm. hate each other. Yeah. The Wizards last year, don't you remember the Wizards last year were saying like these are the guys we want. We've we've wanted to play them. Yes. Um just a grudge right. match. And then I don't know, man. I watched that game last night. The the Heat versus the uh the Cavs. The Cavs no yeah. no one is excited about playing the Miami Heat and no, Dwayne Wade. No, no. I, no, I, I know so they're like... not as talented as as the Boston Celtics, and that would be the yeah. two versus the seven right now, Miami versus Boston. But yeah. I'm telling yeah. you that Miami team is going to give someone a fit, and, <laughs> and totally, they great de- great defense. Josh Richardson finally sort of coming alive. He's a guy that like plays like terribly all the first half of the season, and then down the stretch seems to always kind of turn it on or whatever. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that would be a, a really fun uh, a really fun game. I mean, the Celtics Celtics are fun to watch. I, I, the East is like I really. You know, I don't feel like there are these heavy favorites uh, in the East as much as there are in the West. Like, I, I really know. don't. It's open. I don't think it's open, man. It's like, open. Yeah. You can make a case for a bunch of these teams in the East. You know, like so Giannis is on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. You can imagine yeah. a scenario where this like generational talent just gets incredibly hot and just goes on a yeah. run and they win, you know, a round or two in the playoffs, even though they're the eighth seed. Like you can make a for case sure. for John Wall and Bradley Beal getting going unconscious and beating LeBron. You can make a case for Embiid and Simmons and the Sixers figuring it out and making a run. Obviously the Raptors yeah. have looked great. 
Um, the mm-hmm. Celtics, once they if if they get Kyrie back, um, they're going to be dangerous. Like yeah, and obviously the the Cavs are the Cavs. They have the best player of our generation, or you know, the last like twenty years, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll the see. The Raptors I mean, are fun because they really, you know, they play like a. They've got that East Coast basketball style. They play like a team. Yeah, and, they're uh, deep. They're, yeah, they're, they're deep. deep. Exactly. They're deep. They pass and yep. yeah. Yep. All right, Nick. They're before great. before I let you go, uh, I want to play a quick game with you called "Who Am I." So uh, oh, tell, me, tell me, <laughs> tell me who I'm I am. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm you, so you got this. this right I promise <laughs> you got this. You're a Cleveland. Great. You're a Cleveland uh, diehard. You love uh-huh. the Cavs. You you bleed the wine and the gold. Um, yep. So here yep. we go. Uh, who am I? Uh, so LeBron James holds almost every Cavaliers record. However, yeah. I am the first in all time total offensive rebounds <laughs> and blocks. Okay. I'm uh, second all time in career games played as a Cavalier with I, I've played 771 games, 21,000 okay. minutes. I was all selected right. in the 1996 draft, and I've been happily married to my wife Jennifer for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Who am I? Oh, oh God! You know this. Um, uh, this is like it's the tip of your tongue. Oh man, this is before my time. I promise like, you, it's it's you got you got it. I mean, is it LeBron James? It's not LeBron because <laughs> you were like he holds every record but this one, right? But right, yes, yeah. it's the guy um, that holds every. He's second place to LeBron in every Cleveland's uh, all-time record. Uh, it, it's not Kyrie Irving, is nope. it? Nope, three. No. Two, one, I don't know, I don't know. and it's Zildrudis Elgaskis. Uh, there you okay. go, classic, the big Z. All right, all right, yeah, all yeah. right, great. All right, yeah, I guess re- rebounds wouldn't make sense for Kyrie. Exactly, rebounds I'm on the blocks. I'm just trying to think of amazing, yeah, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for hopping on the pod, man. This was a lot of fun. That, yeah, dude, thanks for having me. This was, uh, yeah. this was so fun. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, maybe we'll touch base later in the playoffs and uh yeah we'll touch base I mean, about those those fantasy if, rules being reformed maybe if you have a podcast where we could just sound off about fantasy rules in general like fun <laughs> modifications like please let me uh get me on get i'll, me I'll on get a that. mic for you for sure and then yes and then do so am i gonna get to know so the uh the lines that i picked that aren't out or, or the wins and losses yes. like are you gonna like call me and be like here's how you did on all your pro- projections your over unders no i'll just let no. all the trolls on the internet um, what, what's your twitter handle you're at who oh perfect uh at nate williams that's at 99 nate, at, at nate williams 99 you can send all of your all of yes. your feedback on nate's picks to at yep. nate williams 99 nate thanks <laughs> thanks for hopping on Great. man i'll talk to you real soon it was a pleasure thanks right. for having me bye man all right. Bye. all right that was a conversation with nate williams nate thanks for talking that was a lot of fun man my name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at OnTheLinePod. You can email me at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>